The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. In here, we pour whiskey, 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 whiskey. You were that creature in the ginger beard. Sturdy and ginger. Like vampires, the ginger gene is a curse. Gingers are beautiful. You owe me $5 for the whiskey and $75 for the horse. Gingers are hell no. This whiskey is excellent. Ginger. I like gingers. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Whiskey Ginger. My guest today is one of my favorite people on earth. I say it for all my guests, but I mean it, especially with this one, Mr. Tom Arnold. Oh, Tom, thank you, buddy. Thanks it's for great coming, to be, man. Who was on before me? Uh, a guy named uh, Brian Callen. Oh, I know, some Brian. Good people on here. I know, Brian. I know, Brian. Alexandra Daddario came on. Ben uh, Harper, who, the musician, came on. Oh, geez, you have a full load. Uh, we, we got a full load. Yeah. We have a full load. That's what yeah, we like to fantastic. say. Yeah, that's fantastic. Well, it's good to see you. Good to see you, bud. How are you? I'm good. You you complained that the area was sketchy, which it is. It's it is sketchy. sketchy. Well, it's sketchy because you gave me the address like an hour ago. You called me last night. Yeah. And you're like, first of all, you called me when you got the show. And you go, you got to get shot immediately. And then you disappeared for however many months. And then he called me last night. Yeah, we got to get you out immediately. And I'm with the kids, so I immediately FaceTime you back because I know you're in the middle of something. I was at the gym. I yeah. know, but I knew I knew you couldn't talk, so I FaceTime you to talk to FaceTime because I'm with my crazy kids, and I wanted to put you on the you, spot. But your life with your kids now is insane. maybe the funniest thing in the world. Well, it's also people think, oh my god, Tom Arnold's insane. He's uh, doing drugs all day. He's a crazy person. I I do have an insane life, but it's with a five year old, a three year old, and it is crazy. Is it's it not crazy? Than drugs. It is way crazier. Yeah. It's way more dangerous. You got a little taste of it. It is intense. It, it. I think my life, my old life, prepared me for it. Like you never know who's going to come through the door, what's going to happen with the 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 the, the old with the crazy with the drugs with these kids. If you prepares you for these guys, they're, they're coming at you. Yeah. And you, and you think you uh, think when you were when you were when you were using and partying that that was like that prepared you mentally to have crazy ass kids doing. Oh yeah, shit? yeah, for sure. I I, I think you, uh, you know, uh, it's funny because I, I, I'm getting a divorce, which has been a, a long time coming, and the kids and I have been we've been in the house. And I've been we've been observing. You know, it, it's the day that my wife moved out. The kids and I are watching the trucks, and my son's like. Dad, they're stealing your stuff. And I'm like, no, it's son, it's wonderful. Your mom's gonna have her, and I'm like, wait a minute, maybe they are. So we went to the package truck. stealing your but, shit. But you know, it's a, my daughter has never seen, she's three, never seen her mother hug me. So it's not like a, it's, and my son's always like, hey, uh, something will happen. He'll be like, dad, mom hates you. I go, no, no, dude. She, it hasn't always been that way. So I have a big, because I'm an asshole, I have a giant picture of their mother hugging me on my 15th birthday, like so in love with me. And it's bigger than your whiskey, Ginger. It's huge. But right? it's so far, and I had it bolted. Like, there's been times when she's literally tried to rip it off the wall. It's bolted. I'm not kidding at all. No, in the I beginning know. of our master bedroom, it's the nicest picture. Because, you know, in 11 years, there was a lot of nice stuff. And we have these kids... And then when somebody gets uh, uh, angry, you know they want it. But I, but because you have the kids, you you tell the story of how they were. You know, you, first of all, you always love you, the mother of your kids because you love your kids. It's just a part of them. It's physiologically impossible 
not to sure so and you and, and so you <laughs> I, I spent a lot of time saying no no jackson let me explain she was madly in love with you it doesn't you can't tell now but you know and so i end up telling these stories that the pictures and my kids and i spent a lot of time and last weekend we watched the, my, my daughter's birth she didn't she said now i came out of bobby's belly and i said let me so i started with not her really. mom you know how we went to the hospital i showed me taking her out of her mommy's belly oh wow you know and and uh and then going home and getting jacked and bringing him down to meet so him. You, for wait, you have it on tape. Yes, of you course. And I have no, no. This is weird. I have everything for the day they're all born. I, I, I have been at like uh, filming on, it all. Apparently, I have. Yeah, it's all there. It do is all there. You have like there. a database. Did you save I did. Now we're getting it all with Ben, my assistant. But the, you saw the the assistant I have here. Yeah, how old is he? Is he, he is twenty. Is he legal? He's very young. He's he lives like a with his parents. Year old boy. I know, but let me explain. But he lives with mom and dad. My his mom is a. She's a. She was the head of child psychology. You see, like you have ah. to work with children if you're in my house. That's not a joke. Right. You have to. You can be my assistant, but then you have to either work at the Hess Kramer Jewish Kids Camp. You have to have experience with kids because my kids are in my office in my life. And because right. of what's going on at the house, you have to be a witness. No, I'm kidding. You have to. So he's great with kids. He's a great young man. He's an actor. He's also my assistant. And he, he's but he's also you, he's wonderful with the kids. There's a lot going on. He's we good with kids. He's great with kids. He's got that look. He's got that like uh, that. Uh, it was like almost like Beatles Bieber haircut. Here, Ben, come to the door so I can see what you look ben, like. Ben, dead committer. Look right how there. nice of a guy yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. He's a sweet kind guy. Kind of an ape. But he's he, a all, very... he could be. He could be. He could be a really nice guy or like a. Oh, creepy Amish kid. Well, for sure, creepy Amish. Creepy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. definitely. Are you, uh, what, 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 where are you from? Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, they, there was a uh, he. He'll, he'll be. They had a lesbian living in his house that got married last week. He kind of looks like a lesbian. <laughs> he definitely does. Yeah, a he definitely bit, does. Could you pop in real quick yeah, in the yeah. frame just so they can look yeah, at what yeah. you look like? Come look stand in the him. middle of us and He's look at that camera. He's a very nice guy. Just get down on your knees real oh quick. Oh my god. You're used to him. Very nice guy. There you go. A nice sweet little lesbian boy. Very nice guy. We should rename him. Very nice guy. Get the fuck out. Yeah. He's such a nice. He's a nice young man. He's a nice guy. Yeah. But so 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 he's at the house now full time with you and the kids. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's at the house during the day and. He sure. works and he's part of our adventures. When you know we, right. when, when my son. Let me explain this. I I've been cleaning out the house too for the last year because we're selling it. So I throw out all my old movies. My son fishes them out of the garbage and puts them in his room. And so he has all my old for his. He has my old D, V. I, a lot of it's on VHS. Throw it in the garbage. He want to get rid of it. He takes them out and stacks them in his room, which my ex-wife hated. He's got the Tom Arnold Library up there. Ben will back me up. So we bought him a VHS player for his room, uh-huh. and he has movie. Night with five movies. So the first way he put it, Ben, back me up on this. The first VHS he put in to watch, and Ben was with it because he set it up, was a uh, PSA about child abuse by me. So the first that was, way, the, that was the first thing he watched. Yes, you? and and then so that was the first thing. And then so I wind up there, and the, they're on the part where children that murder their parents. So I didn't want to say anything, but I'm watching it with my two kids, and they're really interested. And in I'm like, these guys are going to kill me. But every night before bath, we watch a movie. My son has movie night he calls right. them movies but they're old appearances of me on shows that i forgot about oh, wow. and like dennis miller had a talk show like i don't want to see this but i watch it with my kids yeah i forgot and my kids kids like dude daddy were you a, were you a cowboy because the way i dress i'm like no but and my daughter's like oh my gosh your why was your face white because they've never seen me without a beard my daughter oh, and wow. just how different i looked right and i'm on they see you through the years change yeah and That's i would have forgotten about it but also like ben, ben, back me up with this I, I had an autobiography there's 150 copies from of uh, my autobiography and i said throw them in the trash and get who needs that my son fished them all out 
150 and books this is, out of the trash. You, I have documentation <laughs> on this. My in-laws were had moved in to support my fun. wife. It was horrible. Yeah, fun. And, and God bless them, though. And so they were sitting in the living room just scowling, at, just lined up scowling. And my son took the, unbeknownst to me and my daughter, Built a wall with those autobiographies facing them. My face. This is no. I took That's a, a metaphor. Picture. By the it way, it really is. Yeah. And and then you can see on my Instagram what happened. And he was in there. He found some coins with my face on it, and was said my dad was the king. And I came in and yeah. found those coins. I go no no. That's from a body girl. I was. I go guys. I was King Bacchus. I was king of the tits. But yeah yes, I was King of the tits. And boy, you you could do anything. King Bacchus, If you ever get an opportunity, it is the biggest honor in the world. But Ben will back me up on this. This is all. True, yeah, and, the, and so one of these days, and it's it's funny as can, as can be funny, but these kids, you know, it's a, uh, so anyway, in his room was stacked, and there's 2,000 Gardens of the Night DVDs I didn't set out for the Oscars, and that's a child abuse movie, which I hope they won't that's watch. That's good to have around. Well, it's a really yeah. dark one where I played Pop a pedophile. Yeah, they don't know that, but. <laughs> you want to watch a movie before bath no. time, bud? <laughs> yeah, and you know, the kid, Evan Ross, who's the star of the kid, and it, his, his, his daughter, it goes to it was school with my kids, and it's Diana Ross's son, oh, you know? yes. and so. We see each other, and uh, you know, there's a lot of, yeah, a lot. Of, you know, people that I that I, uh, I I'm close to people that I'm in pedophile movies with, whether it be Kevin Seegers or right. Eddie Furlong. How many or, pedophile you, child movies have you been in? Do you well, think? I've I I raped Eddie Furlong in, in uh, uh, Animal Factory, fun, which is Steve Buscemi dragon, really dark, really good yeah, movie. I, yeah. I think I I just I think I, 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 I don't, yeah, it was rape, and then uh, <laughs> uh, 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 Kevin Seegers a brilliant brilliant actor uh he was my sidekick in yeah. guards of the night but he really was, when i was an adult he was eight so really you can't really call it a sidekick really and then we grew up together he was old he stayed with me until he was an adult too which is right. good and that was a but that was a great uh, movie where john malkovich was a good guy and i was the bad guy which you don't he was see. The, the good guy yeah for like the first time in yeah. his whole career yeah he's never the good guy in anything no he does. he's always plays this evil dark Angry. Yes. Yeah, but he's so fucking good yeah. at it. Yeah. Is it is it because he's actually a good guy in real life? Is he's he, a funny guy, boy. The makeup quirky. room. He is so funny with, and yeah. he has every day with the makeup and hair people. He had a care. He would get running things, and you're like, because you know, as a comic, you want to be, you want to just know you're the funniest on set. Whenever you're on set, you want to be yeah. the funniest guy. Yeah. Who's who's the funniest actor you've worked with that like on camera or perception wise? was not funny or like that's not their thing but off camera was hysterical is there somebody who was really really good off camera that you were like fuck they're so funny but that's not who they are on camera oh jeez uh let me just think boy i'm gonna have to think the reason the reason i asked that is because like i like there's only been a handful of people i've worked with over the years that like that that surprised me with maybe they're super fucking funny yeah we get on camera yeah they couldn't there's no comedic timing whatsoever right you know what i mean like they're off and it's not part of their world, but you're like, yeah. wow, in real life, you're actually really fucking like who, funny. Like who? You, you. I don't want to call them out because now I'm going to shit the bed with them now because oh, I said you, they're not good on camera funny-wise. Oh, they I see. They were hilarious off camera, but it was supposed to yeah. be comedy. Yeah, but that's why you have a podcast. You'd be yeah, honest. you're right. I'm going I'm to drown yeah. everybody. But it's still, that's would you rather call. be funny in real life than on camera? I mean, Except yes. Except if you're an actor. Yeah, yes, but but for me, for, as a comic, you want to be always hilarious, but for an actor, it's But do you weird. think they give a shit what you think about how they are no, on camera? Okay, no. good. They call them out. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you're right. You know, I've been in 130 movies. Do you know that? You may. I looked it up on IMDb not too long. They don't even have them all. They don't even have them all. I, I think there's think. more than that list. Well, probably like 160. And, and four good ones. <laughs> and, uh, what are the I four good say. ones that you think? Well, I think there've been more than four, but 
You know, I what liked Animal movie? Factory. Animal I liked Factory. Uh, uh, the one with uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal. Uh, uh, what was it called? Happy Ending. The True, Don Ruth. True wrote, Lies. True Lies. Uh, nine Months, uh, which was uh, with uh, 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 Robin Williams and right. uh, Hugh Grant. And, right. and those guys. Both jo- dead. Both Jody dead Cusack guys. And, uh, Jody Cusack. Yeah. I, I mean, she's, you ever get a chance to work with her. That She's great. Julianne Moore was in that, too. There's been... Uh, you know, people like the movies like Carpool and, and uh, those kind of movies. That, yeah. And I'll tell you, the, there's a movie called The Stupids that you either hate the or the people that love it, love it. And it, it was a, a movie. But if you look at that movie, when I, when I look at that, you know, I not that I look at it, but there's seven huge directors in it. Like Robert Wise played my next door neighbor. He won the Oscar for The Sound of Music. John Landis directed it. And he has all these friends that are directors that he wants to keep up their insurance and the acting, in SAG. So he so, just put them in. Yes, like wow. Hostagrovs, David Cronenberg, all these different guys, Adam Atoyan, all these different guys would show up and they'd be acting with me and because they're his friends. And, wow. and, uh, and, and because it's also cool, and Norman Jewison, all these, they're in that little, that movie. And it's based on children's books, The Stupids. And it's actually people that love it, love it. Yeah. And people that went to the theater to pay money did not love it. But, you know, it's funny. <laughs> it's funny what people like. And, yeah, but the theater is open. The theater can be a bus for a great cult classic. That's usually what happens, right? Yeah. Like, I, I remember hearing all those stories about how. Caddyshack was a, a fucking torrential nightmare. Those right. guys hated that fucking movie. Right. The studio was so angry that they were going to have to put it out because they had spent so much right. money that, that the, everyone felt like ashamed right. of their work in it. What? If less than 10 years later, people were like, oh, this is actually pretty funny. Then 20 years later, people were like, this is one of the funniest fucking movies that's ever been made. Right. I, I think, think that happens with cult class. Well, think about this too. You're Tom Arnold and you're, you've grown up with Animal House and, uh, uh, you know, Trading Places yeah. and uh, American Werewolf in London so and uh, Coming to America. And John Landis said, they say, I want you to start a movie directed by John Landis. And you're like, you fucking right, I'm going to yeah. do that. Would never say no. And let me tell you something that guy loves making movies. And he gets to the set, and, and they're like, you know, and I read the book, and Brett Forster, I think, wrote the screenplay, and I was like, yeah, this isn't quite, we'll get it there. We can make it, you know, and so it didn't quite work for me because I don't get that. Yeah. But you know what? I'll tell you what, I stayed in, uh, I stayed in that character. <laughs> I, 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 because of John Lattis, I'm like, I believe in you. I'm going to stay in this, and... Man, I, I stayed in it. You did. Yeah, so I, I, I'm honored that I got to do it. Yeah. You know, it was fun, and, and you know, it is what it holds up. There's no... I'm gonna, uh, stupids, I'm, I need to see it. The, the, the stupids, stupids, yeah. yeah. Now, for, rep, for, for context for people, uh, the reason that we know each other is yeah. because we did a, a TV show together, well, TV show, internet show, internet box television show for Yahoo that... Uh, couldn't have been more dysfunctional and upside oh my down and backwards. <laughs> it was. <laughs> but you know what? We bonded. You and I, it was and a I great love you. For you, and, for and you I, and me, yes. You and I, you know, I and because of that, and, you know, there's a million stories. I mean, what a weird. Can I say one story? Yes, of course. I want to cut you off because it yeah, made me laugh the other day. I was dumping a fucking, it was called, uh, it, um, it was called Sin City Saints. It was about a basketball team in Vegas. Whatever. <laughs> Tom was my, I was this co-owner of this basketball team. Tom was my best friend, liaison, fix-it man. And everything he was my my like the, the 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 brains behind my my blunders he figured everything out and there was a scene <laughs> we were in a nightclub <laughs> and this tall actor i can't remember his fucking name to save my life because i'm so out of it but he he had one line 
one line to get through after this long exchange and Tom is waiting in the back room to get it out and the line was do you know what it is? Remind me. I'm uh, Batman. Yes. Oh, I'm Batman now. That's all yeah. it was. It was talking about yeah. it, was, it was this it was this it was this play on like trading jersey numbers or some yeah. bullshit and like well bat, you're Batman to the Robin and Robin's Batman. All he had to say was I'm Batman now. I have a clip that the editor sent me because I laughed so fucking hard. Yeah. The kid couldn't say it three fucking times. Yeah. And we had a long scene before it's set up, so you have to finish the scene. Tom yells <laughs> so loud. I'm gonna po- you know what? I'm going to fucking post it after yeah, this. Yeah. Because he goes, <laughs> the kid's like, I, um, oh, I'm so sorry. And Tom, he goes, I'm Batman! I'm fucking Batman! And the kid goes, I'm so sorry. He goes, it's okay. It's okay. We were so frustrated. Because we had so many frustrating moments on that fucking yeah. show. It was... It was. It, sometimes it was fun. And sometimes it was so fucking annoying. It was hard to get. Well, through. also was that was that the character? Uh, I think it was Wang. Woo woo woo. woo, woo. Yeah. yeah that was woo, now, woo. first of all, you know, we I come from the sports world. Yeah. And he's supposed to be this giant seven foot. And I'm like, dude. First of all, he's got a cast on his leg. He can already walk. Yeah. He broke his fucking <laughs> leg yeah. while we were. And shooting. he's like six two, and we're supposed to pretend he's this amazing giant. Yeah. He was supposed to emulate Yao Ming. That was yes, the joke. Yao Ming. He was supposed yeah. to be Yao Ming. Yeah. Yeah. He breaks his fucking leg and then turns out that he lied he couldn't play basketball you could just kind of tell that was also that I gotta say that factored into my Donna, and he couldn't play basketball and he could and also he couldn't say one line one so, line yeah. yeah real real fucking easy but there was a lot of frustrations uh, for, for us on like for, for stuff that was happening but we bonded because we got along so well and we joked so incessantly about what was going on and maybe my favorite story that I've told a lot of people that made me laugh was we would go down to the gym together. Yes. Because we were living, yes. we lived in fucking Caesar's Palace, yes. which is crazy. Um, and, we, and we filmed in a casino. <laughs> yeah, we, so we lived we, in a place and we worked in a place. In a fucking yeah. casino. And uh, we would go to the gym and, and oftentimes you'd get bothered. Well, you get bothered a lot in the hotel. It'd be hard for us to walk around without you getting well, bothered. Well, I mean, but yeah, people recognize. I mean, fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, sure, sure. It's, it's nice, but it's also at some point I can even feel you going, Ugh, right, right, right. I just right, want right. to get to the fucking elevator. Right. But you would get bothered in the gym quite a lot. Yeah. And then you told me one night, I said, I said, oh, yeah, I'm going to think I'm going to go to the gym. And you're like, you know, I'm going to call that front desk and have them bring a fucking yeah. elliptical or whatever yeah. up to my room because yeah. you just couldn't do it anymore. They set up a gym upstairs. That's and so then great. I was like, you know what? I'm going to have set up a kitchen upstairs too. <laughs> and I started because I was like, that's what... I am not going to go downstairs at all except to go to work. Yes. And that's what I eventually... Well, it was smart because going downstairs was not good. Because yeah. first of all, it, you know, like you don't drink anymore. You don't right. do any of that shit anyway. Right. But like even for someone, I like to have a couple of drinks. But to go downstairs means you're you're in a casino setting. Immediately, you're in this dirty world. It's like you can't just... You really are. You can't just go some... have a meal and hang out. It's right. Not, it, just, it doesn't work that way. Like you're in this seedy, gross world, especially because we were there... Every day we stayed there for an extended period of time. It's not like we were there on the weekends. We're there on Tuesday when it's yeah, like the scrum yeah, of yeah, Vegas coming yeah. out. It's fu- it's fucking gross. So you saying that you're like staying in your room. I was like, that's the smartest thing he's ever done. And yet yeah, we were with a woman who is like, yeah, we're all complaining, and she's like, uh, Balin, yeah. and she's like crystal clear doesn't care got it together you know but what's funny is you're such a nice guy and everything was nice and then at a certain point you snapped because I I snapped on day one I was a (laughs) an asshole and you're nice and then there's a certain point I looked at you and they're like you're like it was over like you're not taking any shit for anything like you've turned and and then you started agreeing with me do what I agree with Tom there's a certain point where you said that in front of the producers and I'm like oh shit it's on because it was real because at some point the frustration was so high 
high for me that I, I was taking it on the chin every fucking day. It was like I was getting, I was in a bukkake scene of fucking just taking it every day of like, oh, I guess, I guess, I guess I'll do it, I'll do it. Until finally I got so fed up that when when you when you would, you know, you and I would talk and when yeah. you say stuff, I'd go, yeah, man, he's <laughs> yeah, fucking yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, this is so annoying. Said, we can't do this anymore. They were the Ferris wheel. They were trying to shoot the, the camera. They had to get at a certain point. There's this Wait, giant Ferris wheel. Like, it, in Vegas, it's the biggest fucking Ferris. You know what it is. It's it's like by, behind the, uh, behind like whatever the fuck, uh, uh, the uh, Circus Circus or something. No, no. Whatever the fuck it is. It's the big Ferris wheel. Yeah. We had to shoot on that fucking thing. And it takes, what does it take? Like 10 minutes to go around it, or something. Boy, it was a big plan. Before we shot there, like, man, this could be so awesome. Yeah, that's this shot. Anytime you hear that from the producer or director, you're like, oh, this could be so fucked up. Because yeah. they're going to fuck this up. They're going to have to wait. Okay, anyway, go ahead. Yeah. So we're, we're trying to get on this thing to get it going. <laughs> Meanwhile, they have to load a crew yeah. onto these fucking pods. Yeah. And if they fuck up, we have to go all the way the fuck yes, around that's until the they come part. back. That is the <laughs> and problem. So, of course, we're trying to do this the right way one time. It's it, but they literally can't stop it. The, the 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 hotel company was like, we won't, we cannot stop it because they go slow enough where they just have to keep it going. But we, we took so long to just get on these fucking things with a crew that by the time we went to shoot. We almost went over the time that we were supposed to be the whole oh, time. Oh yeah, I remember that. It was almost they kept the whole calling me. Time. I was supposed to come in to work, and they're like, "Not quite." And I can see the reflection of you Three guys hours across, later. in the hotel across the street. I can see it was so slow. I was going, you know, yeah, yeah. Right, we were filled with true lies. And Arnold and I, Arnold Schwarzenegger and I, we're, we are solid buddies to this day. You know, that's rare. Yes, you and I are friends. Yes, Arnold Schwarzenegger and I are tight, and we bonded immediately. We we knew each other before that movie, but we bonded immediately. And he's such a quality guy and I'm a you know I it was my first I didn't know what the fuck I was doing I thought oh I could just you know and I thank God I did because but we, I mean, there was a little bit of the movie went on and on and James Jim Cameron is is a great guy but it went on and on you're saying the, t- the shoot went forever yeah right? yeah, yeah it's it supposed to be three months it. and it went seven months and, seven and months it is so complicated I was and we were in a helicopter down in Florida and what was happening was these Harrier jets we're supposed to fly behind us, and I, I couldn't see him because they're. The, and I was supposed to go here they come, and, but I couldn't see him fly. I was supposed to, the timing was supposed to be just right where Jim shot it be over my shoulder, and I missed it the first time, and they had to go down the base and turn around, <laughs> and then I missed it the second time because Arnold and I were talking, and then Jim Cameron, here we go, motherfucker! If they fly by you again, that's fifty motherfucking thousand dollars, and I was like, oh fuck! And he, they, I nailed it the the, the third time just because. But ever there was a few of those Jim Cameron. Ones were like he just used to get so fucking. What's another one where you pissed him off like that? Oh, Billy. I mean, I enjoyed the shit out of him, yeah. but he would get pissed and he had this the bullhorn and he would start screaming into it, and then the the, the siren would go off and he, he broke a lot of bullhorns. But I love him. He yeah. blew up the the Seven Mile Bridge like. Yeah, Arnold's like, do not show up late for work because that'll be the day we, you know, because I was showing up. I was like, this motherfucker's never going to be on time. Why would I show up? He's like, that'll be the day they need you. And uh, and so they're blowing up this bridge. And then finally he's like, get in here. They're going to blow up the bridge. And we're waiting three days in our trailer for the, to blow up the bridge. All of a sudden I hear, boom, 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 boom. And then I hear Cameron, God damn it, that was not, not right. Fuck that. <laughs> and they had to rebuild the bridge what? and blow it up again. So that's the kind of shit because he, he knows what he's doing. So they rebuilt the fucking bridge yeah. just to blow it up again? Yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah, but check this out. So Arnold Schwartz, don't, this is, don't, you're, don't record this. I'm kidding. Okay, we'll turn it no, off. No, no, here's the best. Bill Paxton. Let me tell you something about Bill Paxton. 
the funny that Bill Paxton was the funniest guy in the world. Bill Paxton knew Jim Jim Cameron from before. Right. They go back like Arnold and I are this like this, and Bill Paxton and Jim Cameron go back to day one when they worked for Russ Meyer or whoever. And, and, and the thing about Jim Cameron is he he does know how to do your job better than you because he started off distressing tables and when he says something about that light he'll climb that fucking light thing and fix it because right. he knows how to do it so you it you know when he gets intense it's because the movie's got over and he's put all his money back in the movie and put everything on the fucking line sure. whether it be every titanic whatever movie the studio said fuck you jim cameron and he said i'll put my whole fucking career yeah. and everything i owed on this and that's how he is. So that's why it works. He gets a little crabby, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But uh, but he was always good to me. I mean, he was like, "Fuck it." Tell me about Bill Paxton. So Bill Paxton. Yeah. So we're in Washington D.C. and we're filming on Constitution Avenue. That's a big. That's in front of the the Capitol there. Yeah. And fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger. Bill Paxton. I love to make him laugh. He's in the back seat. I'm in the front with this SUV. Arnold's driving, and uh, Arnold fucking is an immigrant. So he fucking loves America. Like over loves it. Like it fucking. And so Bill Paxton in the back, and I I it, he would laugh. I, I could I make fun of Arnold and fucking Bill Paxton would die. So anyway, Arnold's like this. A light went out. We're on, we're on the street. They got the street block. There's 500 people watching over here. Yeah. The light goes out. Arnold's like, you know what? That's going to take 20 minutes. I'm going to take you guys on a tour of the monuments. And so he takes us out and seeing the monuments. We've seen him in Washington, D.C. Sure. It's impressive. Yeah, it's you nice. get a little tingle, but seeing him through the eyes of a fucking immigrant, like especially Arnold Schwarzenegger, it's fucking annoying. He's like, oh, guys, there's a fucking Lincoln Memorial. Look at that fantastic. And he's taking us on the, and I'm looking at Paxton like, God damn it. And he goes around the corner. And all of a sudden, we come back to, to our spot. And I see James Cameron in the middle of the street like this. What and he's standing right. And James Cameron is, is not like a regular director. Like he's a six foot three fucking yeah, raw bone. Yeah, and he is fucking pissed. And I think Arnold, you know, because Arnold never fucks up. And it didn't take two minutes or twenty minutes to change the light. It took two this time. Oh shit! So they've had the street block there, and that's a huge deal. Out front there. of the fucking Capitol. That's building. right. Yeah, and that's, so that's... he pulls up, and James Cameron gets in front of the car, and he comes around and whips my door open, and fucking starts climbing over me to get to Arnold. And I fucking slide out of there and he fucking gets right on top of Arnold and he's like motherfucker you fucking pull shit like that you're gonna have fucking Paul Verhoeven finish this motherfucking movie <laughs> and then I fucking slink back into the car and I sit next to Arnold and I'm like hey you gonna take that shit for that asshole <laughs> like, and, and he's like you know I fucked up alright but Bill Baxter is just fucking dying I, I go shit. look at god damn it look at all these people they're watching Arnold they're taking pictures of that shit that's fucking sad and, and, and I just stayed on it was because Arnold's words they never fucked up but he takes a lot of shit from you because you're so close to him like you can fuck yeah. with him but a lot of people don't fuck with him well right? he fucks with me too but he, here's the thing but I fuck with him don't. when he fucks with me because it's so stupid Yeah. but he's the fucking most decent person he genuinely he gets up every day as if he's running for office right. he goes out like well we give we give out 10,000 gifts every Christmas and I think that's a huge deal down at South Central and then he goes and does something he'll go to a fire station or he'll call me here's the best he doesn't know this this is a podcast story yeah. I'm doing this podcast called Two Girls and a Mike or something like this they, they, sure. they review smart women they review porn they, they reached <laughs> out to me Love it. And they, but they review it like seriously and they said we review uh, Who's Nayland Palin it's from 2008 it's a Sarah Palin movie oh, right. and so my, my assistant before bed his buddy they're all buddies they come from the synagogue I get the same guy group of guys <laughs> I say to him <laughs> we gotta get this point for Who's Nayland Palin and let's watch it I was like oh I shouldn't watch it with my assistant in the office that, that's a porn a that weird. would look bad yeah. you know that's 
that's because they're working with my kids. So uh, we, I watch this thing because these women are very smart, but they're very attractive and they think I'm cool because of right. politics. Right. And I'm like, I want to be cool with these women. I'm going to do the podcast. So we, we set it up. It's a Saturday and they're, they were all on the face, this, doing, we're doing it at my house. And then Arnold, I see face, somebody FaceTimes me in my iPad and I, I don't know what to do. And I open it. It's Arnold. And he's like, hey, motherfucker, let's go down and get some turkeys away at the goddamn Hollenbeck Center on Monday. I go, oh, fuck, I forgot it was Thanksgiving. He's like, hey, fucker, what are you doing? I go, nothing. I go, I'll see you, fucker. All right, bye. He's a part of that podcast, Nayland Palin. <laughs> it's in there of Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's going, not Nayland Palin. He, but he doesn't he realize. He has no idea. It's so bad because it's Sarah Palin who fucking hates me. And it's part of it. And it was, but also, it's his fault because he asked me the last minute to go give away yep, turkey. That's what he gets. If he called me before, <laughs> so he's part of a porn podcast. It's so bad, but it's not, that's he'd our be, friendship. He'd be proud. I feel like he'd be proud. Well, he, what, first of all, I said to them, imagine if he were actually a part of it, the fucking comments he would make about that. Holy shit. Yeah, then, yeah. It'd be, then yeah. we'd be yeah. like fucking really disgusting. I would, I would love to hear him on that. Oh, I'm, my God. Just, I have heard. I have heard. But, you know, <laughs> Nayland Palin holds up. It's good, huh? I tell you what, the, the, the Russian guys, it's about the Russian story. Yeah. And the woman that plays, that Lisa, Lisa, a guy started by Space Art, and she's wonderful. We're, we're friends now. She's fucking awesome. She's good in her, it. And her, her, she's built to, so, she's athletic, and she's amazing, amazing as Sarah Palin. Because she's, because this is, this is more of like a feature than as a porno. Oh, it's a feature. And they yeah. shot it three days, man. Two and a half days. Really? In 2008. And look at the movie. James that, Cameron did this. The, the, Palin, I tell you, by the it's way. better. The, the quality that what we shot the whole fuck and I'm not kidding you got to watch it. It's that good. It really I'm is. Palin, Palin. And the storyline is not so bad. And you know what? It holds up. There's a lot of lines in there. You go. That's today. Right. That's what's going on in the right. world today. Watch it and uh, Nalen Palin. Who's Nalen Palin? They spell it different because they. <laughs> yeah, because because they, they don't want to yeah. fucking sued. Yeah. Can they get sued for that? Isn't isn't it satire? Or of parody? course they. Is no, porno no, they get parody? Sued. Porno's parody. It, well, this one is. Yeah. But you know, you change it a little bit. You definitely have to change it with your. When she's running for office. Then. I guess. Yeah, because she looks a lot like her. It does. Yeah. Yeah, she does. How many hicks do you think think it was real? I don't know, but probably. Sarah Palin had just tweeted at me because I'm fighting with that. I always feel with the NRA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I Why did. did she, she tweeted at you recently? Yes, right that weekend. What did, it was, she, what she, did she say? Because I said, I, I'm feuding with the, the Dana Loesch for the NRA because that uh, my general thinking she's an idiot. They're idiots. And I and I, I said to a fact, it's a fact, 80% of gun owners shoot a, shoot a member of their own family or, you know, because I want them to go, how outrageous, Tom Arnold, because they'll, they'll just start sure. attacking. And she... You know, I do these facts like because uh, they, they're trying to say uh, the, what, they, how many black uh, NRA members there are. I go, there are five black NRA members. Prove me wrong. And they can't. <laughs> they could, <laughs> but they try. There's millions of people coming at me. Well, I know a guy. No, show me his picture. Yeah. I had that whole thing Where going. Is there is literally <laughs> could not show me five pictures. <laughs> and, and then when I said 80% of them shoot themselves, that way, well, by God, that would be like, they're really genuinely arguing that it was on Fox News, the whole That's thing. how fun. It's so fun. It's fun to troll. But right? they also th- threaten your life. But I don't care. Yeah, whatever. I don't Come care. Get me. Yeah, yeah. But they, but they're ridiculous. So that's what we got to get stopped. You, you got a lot of heat for the piss tapes. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's going for the show, uh, but it's still going. But he's but it's worked. I mean, he's going to resign yeah. this summer. But I mean, did you did you get a lot of did you get a lot of death threats and shit from that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it's, so yeah, it's yeah. endless. What do you and, have to, and, you know, what, the, what do you do yeah, to protect the set, the Secret Service has been in my house and the FBI, but it also goes both ways. So. You know, because I, I have the kids, I, I, I can't go to interviews if, if with the FBI. I say, you have to come here. And so my house is the safest place. And when these people threaten me, 
then we know who they are. Right. So the day that the uh, MAGA bomber was the day before he got caught, the Secret Service was in my house because I said I wanted to fucking wrestle Donald Trump. So I have a, I said, I filmed a full hour. First of all, I wanted them to give me the speech they give him about, hey, when you, you're inciting violence, right. and I wanted to get me that we walked around the house and we coordinated with the, the FBI to make sure my house safe. My house is a bunker. And it's also filmed, there's a lot of, you know, because if people are, pay, are watching me from the outside, we're, you know, it's a double-edged sword, and, and so number one, I don't care what people say. I'm not afraid of their threats, and and uh, but we do pay attention. But I'm also going to live my fucking life. Yeah, but you have, you have to pay a little bit of attention. Well, I, you pay, have kids. I, I pay more than yeah, than I'm little. saying right here. Yeah. Would you but, sacrifice Ben, your assistant? Would he be the body that would take a bullet? Well, he is the body that takes. Ben, if would he, you if take he a bullet? About, thinks about it. Yeah, you don't have a choice. Ben, ben has, come, ben, come in here real quick. Ben, just my five, my five-year-old son weighs eighty will you, pounds. Will you do me a favor? Will you grab me some of that buffalo trace, please? Yeah. I, I feel like I need to put you a little yeah. bit to work because you're here. He says, "Yeah, absolutely." Around. Thank you, thank you so much. Well, Ben has it. been. You know, the Papadopoulos is. We filmed it in the house. The the there's a bit of a Russian spy in the house, and and you've uh, been privy to all this, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Ben's Ben's privy to. Uh, a lot of things. He probably has no, you know. So he has no idea that he could get killed at any moment. Right. Ben and Ben's other the guy <laughs> two the assistant two assistants goes who's friends with Ben and they all they uh, were they were killed. The other I just assistant. say show up to work with your camera. There'll be somebody there. Right. That smuggled the so, tape from so he's the replaceable Trump Tower. Is what you're saying? What's that? He's replaceable. Well, you know his <laughs> his uh, he's got a nice family and uh, right. He but Ben's what he is replaceable. Yeah. There, have, there's a guy. Brothers? There's a series of guys that are friends with they. They just keep replacing each other. It's like the one gets a job at ICM and then they move uh, up and on. Uh, but they're wonderful boys. Yes, they all look. They nice. really are. They look sweet. They really are wonderful. They're, yeah. Well, they're, they're, he's on your team. But just know, by the way, you can get killed. Yes. Yeah. And be happy. Yeah. It's been a good run. How yeah. old? How old are you? Yeah, ah, you lived enough life. Twenty three yeah. is long enough. I'm hardening him up. I'm I'm, hard, I, yeah. I'm toughing him up. Just beat him. The sh- I give him like I, the same way I am with my son. Yeah. I am with him. Right. You know. I I I tough love. Yeah. I well tough, but but also fair. Right. You know. But you're sweet to your, your daughter. You don't give any toughness to. Well, she's tough. I mean, she's like, well, she right. She, she is. She beats your ass. Well, he she. Do you think quit? She is. She, when she's like, I don't pay attention, she'll actually stab me. go, oh, oh, geez. She goes, oh, I'm sorry. Gentle. She'll punch you in the head. Well, stab me. I mean, <laughs> there's something. She's vicious. She's wonderful. Let me tell you something. She is, uh, uh, you know, we, we do this gig every day. Save me, where she pretends she's falling off the bed and has her hand, and it is. Oh, it's like, that she's, face. like she's hanging off a cliff. Yeah, but to, but you saw her on the edge of the seat chair. Yeah, like, yeah. it's getting crazy. She looks like she's always about to get hurt. Right. Yeah. But she'll walk up, but she's braver than her brother. Her brother's a brute, she, right. but she'll tear him apart. She'll say stuff, and she'll, she'll fuck with him. I mean, he's he's like, we'll do this, and she'll fly across the room, but she could do say something or him, and he'll weep. And right. she gets on top of the monkey bars, and I have to get under her, like, don't, don't do it. On the top, of, yeah. climb them. Yeah, after school, I picked up a school, they, you know, now they do this thing where we want to play in the big playground because they know they fucking got me. Sure. I, I'm the last. All the moms have left as me and these two kids that have tried to walk out and she'll get up there and walk. And I'm like, honey, <laughs> I love that you're brave. I do. Yeah. But you can't. Like Rule number one, you, nobody gets hurt. Rule number two, no choking. Those are my only two rules I got with the kids. But you, you see her. Those are the only two She's rules. just looking at me and she's just, but she, you know, she goes to, it's, you know, it's intense. It is intense. It's intense. What's the age difference? Uh, the, uh, two years. Two years. Yeah. 
but they're very close. They're best friends now. They're best yeah, friends. They got but this. I also sleep with. Listen, they both want to sleep next to me. They both want to touch me, but they can't t- touch each other. He's touching me. So the we're in a bed, and it's dad doesn't get much sleep. And last night, I, all of a sudden, I hear thud, and it's like. Where, where's Quinn? Quinn fell. I go, Jax, you got to get Quinn. We had to quit up. And, and so I asked Ben, what asked you to get today? One of those big pillows. To, yeah, to block the side pillow. of the bed. Yeah. You know, we had one, but there's somebody. Just get those rails. Like old people have rails on the side of their well, bed. Well, we had that. Well, that's what, what I say. We're keeping it for me. We're holding on to this. Listen, it's <laughs> a borderline. It's very close. Oh, for you. Let me tell you what else happened. She asked me last night. Dad, why do you pee so much at night? I said, well, you know, I said, uh, you know, I, I, maybe I drink too much water because she knows I pee twice. And then I came back in the room. She had gone on PBS and had a video of the human body and was explained, showing, like, she's that smart. She was getting an anatomy of why you piss so much. Yeah, it's showing really me funny. why. And I was like, whoa, is she's that really why? She's three, but she is. What? It is. She's way smarter than her brother. You know, I'm she not even going to. She might be smarter than you. Oh, she's smarter than me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, she's okay. Smart. You know what she'll say to me in the morning? I, I picked her up at her mom's the other day. She's like, did you rest last night? I go, what? Did you get rest last night? I go, yeah. She goes, well, I know you're you're alone in the house. Like this, and her brother's like, hey, give me my iPad, dad. Yeah, yeah. And, but <laughs> she's that, you know. She cares. She cares, and, and she's never heard anybody say that to me. It's not like she heard her mom say that. Right, she just is thinking that. Yeah. Wow, that's really that's really intuitive and forward. Yeah, and I say, I'm going to say one sad thing. This girl has she you know has these Disney characters where there's a princess and a prince sure. and, and Olaf and the Frozen Love and it. she she acts those out. She'll say you're the you're the the prince dad and you're the this and, and then she's she sometimes looks at families and she'll say that's that's Bob that's you you know it's right. but and so but the thing is she has all these fantasies but in her real life the her real life got let down because she's never uh, seen right. her parents and, and never even faked. Disney should make a movie about divorce then. Well, of course, but, and so I'm going to spend the rest of my, you know, I say, well, I'll spend the rest of my life making it up because I'm just going to be a great dad. I'm going to be a good dad. But you know, kids get fucked over no matter what. I could say, she'll let people are like, well, she'll never remember this. Well, fuck that. Uh, right. day, her day one experience is, well, what is a family? You know, what do we, you know, right. I could show her all the movies in the world, which I do, and say, you know, but we, we, she goes to school and looks at these other, you know, the other, oh, families. other families. And yeah. Shit. yeah. And sure, I could get a hot chick in there. By the way, her mom tried to write this between us into the <laughs> agreement that oh, God, all of a sudden she's like, I think Tom, you know, he's almost 60. She wrote this. He's almost 60. He can have a heart attack, so he needs a full time daddy over there, like to find the body. And I was, I was just about to go on stage at the comedy store. This is like the <laughs> last week. And I and I I called my the lawyer and I'm like, you know what? Usually the wife is like, I got to make sure this guy doesn't have full time daddy because that right, you start right. you start interviewing the hottest. You know what happens with nannies? Then you yeah. have a heart attack. You're right. like, I'm already, I died, just died. I had the hot daddy. So it's always reversed. But you know things are gonna things are great. I love being a dad. It is the best. I just love it. It's what I yeah. always wanted to do. You yeah. know, you know. Yeah, I know. Well, well, I, I can, I can feel the way that the way that you were when I first met you, and now I think. You, I mean, you're the same. You're the same guy. You're the same lovable guy. But the one thing that I think is more obvious to me is you're like what you're <clears throat> happier about all. No, oh, I'm happier about everything. I'm yeah, healthier. That, that like lifts all your. I, shit I mean, up. it's it's everything. Uh, uh, you know, this is the best life I've ever had. I love it. You, you know, there's and you've some, lived a thousand lives. I have. You but, seriously have. I have, and, and I'm so grateful that I. But it's all to get to here. It's right. all the lessons and all the, you know, because these kids need me. 
every yeah. moment. Oh yeah, and they deserve it, and they're it's fun. Right. Like I'm just, it's not like I have to teach them about life. It's like I'm learning their who they are every day, and it's changing. And right. what a great thing to and and for you to raise kids at your age, it you don't even feel like you're your age. No, I know. Like my grandmother used to say, uh, uh, or well, I've, I, this has been a this has been a story that many many older people always say to me is always like, you f- you f- you feel an age at some point, and then you kind of stick with that forever. Yeah, like you never really feel your age. Yeah, like you kind of just feel like a number, and that. That, that's just a number that you are, but like, uh, you know, I've been told that people are like, no, I feel like I'm 40 my whole life. Like, right. it just kind of, something sticks with, so I, like, I know you don't feel your age at all. No, I have a picture of my dad. My dad was a single father. My mom was crazy. She left and he's 22. I'm four. My sister's three. My brother's one. And I'm like, holy shit. How did that guy do and so there's a lot of things I took 22 for granted. year old yes that's crazy you know my mom they were 16 and whatever when they got married and crazy and I said how did that guy but I remember it so much is coming back about the moments that meant the most like when he got off of work and he got on the floor with us that right. meant a lot or when he paid attention to something I was doing like really paid attention right because they know they know when you want to be with them they know when you're they bullshitting they can feel it whether or not they you're full of shit they can feel it yeah. it gives you a tickle in your spine where was your where, where did you, where'd your dad work again what did he do he worked at uh, well he worked at a factory because you worked at a factory when you were young too, oh yeah I worked at Hormel at the meat packing plant yeah, at the meat packing we worked plant. there too I, I worked on the kill floor for three years you slaughtered animals for a long I did time. I slaughtered 6,000 uh, hogs I'm a Jew I slaughtered 6,000 hogs <laughs> my grandpa worked there 50 years Gas House Grab and, and uh, Were you that's the only Jew in Iowa, by the way. No, there's four, and there, there's not <laughs> enough to hate. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, that's true. It's like it was uh, so it was so minimalistic on the scale that nobody recognized. Well, it's it's that it's that and the 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 black guys in our class were the kings of the problem. You know, they were they were like people where I went to school. They're like, oh, you're black, you're Jewish, you're better than us. Oh, whoa, 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 you're different. Oh my God, you are the king of the. You're better than us. We're okay. They're. We are, you know, so you're Did different. you actively tell people you were Jewish when you were a kid or no? Because it was You, didn't show, you just said, you just said, no, you did not actually. No, well, because no, all, your, all, let me tell you all something. the kids around you were probably the, just Catholics or no, something, no. right? In the Midwest. Yeah, let me tell you something. Yeah. I'm, I'm acting like, oh, no, nobody cared. You People cared. Yeah, you didn't yeah. tell. My grandpa was like, let's keep this on the down low. Don't tell <laughs> anybody. We had a, oh, no. You know, it was like a week in it. If I, <laughs> I'm acting like, hey, everybody was cool. No, no. no, no. It was the opposite. No. No. Jew. No. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. People, because they have that dumb, there's a lot of ignorant people. And, sure. you know, my, my uncle made the documentary of The Secret Life of Adolf Hitler, and he wrote the book. You know, he, he's from uh, New York and did a lot of wonderful things and, and, uh, very proud of, of the, it's like, I remember uh, there's a couple of friends who just kind of looked and they had high holy days in the back of Artie Siegel's Western wear because they didn't have a temple. It's like I'd come down and Artie Siegel was kind of TV. Hey, you get your jeans here. You get your red jeans, you get your black jeans, you get your red, which is the most stereotypical Jew in the world. That people were like, that guy seems Jewish. Yes, that's Artie Siegel. But so he's just kind of kept it on the, and that was the synagogue. Yeah, his, his in the back of Artie Siegel's Westerway. What a nice guy he was. Yeah, but there was just, it, it just, uh, you just, <laughs> you just did it. You just did it. Uh, why, why push it? God damn it! You had so many Catholics and, and there was stuff. nothing but Catholics. Yeah, yeah, that's all it was in the Midwest. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, seriously. So, and because you're, and and but 
in Iowa, it's it's all fa- it's all farmers and all old hardcore Christians and right. But you know what? As I lived like that, and I had some terrible things happen when I was four. My mother, my mother, before she left, she she set me up with this horrible male babysitter who was a pedophile, and and bad things happened. And then my dad, I lived my, we lived with my dad until I was nine and a half, and he married the next door neighbor. And she was not a fan of mine, and it was rough. It was rough, and yeah. I ended up moving to my grandparents, got moved around. I was ostracized by my own family, and I, then I moved to my grandparents, and they're wonderful. My grandma's wonderful, but the first day I lived there, I came home with a black eye from school, and my grandma started weeping because she saw a black eye. Like, it's a black eye normal kids have from a fight. Yeah, just, and yeah. she was like, oh, my God. And I was like, oh, no, I can't live here either. Because she, <laughs> but there was a- you were going to get many more black eyes. Right. Yeah, that wasn't going to be your only fucking black eye. Yes, of course, like a kid would. Yeah. And, but there was, she lived by St. Mary's uh, uh, Church or whatever you call it, the Catholic. Yeah. It's a big, beautiful place. Yeah. And so I'd walk by there to get to her, pl- to her house, and every day there's a basketball court on the side then they do young uh i almost called him a rabbi but what a priest yeah and he was in town and he was out he saw me walk one day by myself and came out and shot some baskets with me and then every day this young priest came out and shot baskets with me on the way to my grandma's and it really made a difference in my life and you because almost this switched man, to catholicism yeah <laughs> no but he but he took the time this guy this guy who was in fucking people hated me at school people hated me in my family but this guy I was a Catholic. Everybody knows that. Took the time to just sit there and right. shoot baskets with me, and on the way to my grandparents, said, "I didn't want to." My grandparents are old and, you know, creepy. No, no, they're old, and so I did not have a place. Sure, nobody liked me, and I stopped there. For and that it, priest, this, yeah, and he was a cool dude. Do you remember his name? I, I have it at home. Father something. Yeah, yeah, but, but he, he was. But he did. But okay, like not to sound like this is a, no. a metaphor for for the world, but. That just goes to show you that it's not about fucking religion. It's just no, about, it's not at all. Not just, at all. He was just a good guy. He was a very good guy, somebody. and he yeah. knew. And that guy said, "This kid needs something, and that's the that's the best." It's absolutely not about religion. Right. And he was doing town, right. and, and you know he's doing town. But he not that he needed me, but he pro- but it's always good. But I'll tell you what, man, that that stuck with me. And I'll tell you what, you do something for a kid, you like that, you know, something positive. You know, that sticks with him. You rape him like that other guy, I'll, I'll fucking hunt Different you down. Yeah. I hunted that guy down when I got sober. Oh, you did? Oh, you know I did. He was a big religious leader. It's, you can Google this story. And I confronted him at work, and he's a big, rich guy, and I walked into his workplace of work. I I had my, bro- you know, we had a private eye. We found him. What and was I, your plan? Do you want to? You well, I practiced so I didn't fucking beat. You know, I was like, just gonna say because why didn't you murder? You murdered him, right? Well, first of all, I went back to my old neighborhood. Yeah, and I asked around, and uh, turns out he'd done it to other people, including his brother. It wasn't so, a one-time deal, right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. then I made a plan with my therapist. I practiced what I'd say, so I didn't get. You know, I'd already been trouble with fighting and stuff. I was like, so my brother, who's a, my one brother, some bit of a, you know, it's like, he said, we ch- he tracked him down. He's like, this, okay, there's where the fucker he is. You know, and so we found out he's, now he'd moved on and the and the worst part was he adopted boys, him and his wife. He's a big oh, religious. He was about to, I was going to wait a little bit and I practiced and then he's like, he's about to adopt his fourth son right now. I'm like, I'm going. Fuck. So, I, and I'll tell you what, I, I'm tough and I'm not afraid of this guy, but it was fucking a little scary. And then I get to a place, 
I walk into the reception area. I go, hey, uh, and the woman's like, oh my God, it's Iowa. So she's like, oh my God, it's, I go, I'm here to see Terry Williams. And she's like, oh my God. Oh, and so I go, she goes, I'll tell him. I go, no, no, don't tell him. Yeah, please. Don't and I started walking down the hall and he came out of his office. What a weird coincidence. And so I start my speech. I'm here to give you back the pain and shame you caused me as a kid. And, if you, and I hadn't seen him since I was, you know, it long It was all time. rehearsed. Yeah, yeah, practice. Yeah, yeah, right. And he started, he kept on coming up on me. And my whole thing that I did this was because I didn't want to be back at Walmart in Ottumwa, Iowa, and have that fucker behind me going, see that famous guy? I fucked him. So I was like, I'm going to own this fucker. I'm going to find him. I'm going to confront him. So uh, as he comes up on me, he gets right up on me, goes, and sticks his finger in my chest, and goes, your memories are false. Like he, I'm like, his fucker's been confronted before. And for a second, it scared me. Because I was four suddenly, and he was big, he's, and I, and I was like, I felt like that for a second, and then I was like, fuck that. I took his head and like, if you and if you try to do that to me now, I'd break your fucking neck. That was the last part of the, and then I looked at his eye, and now he was fucking scared. And then I finished the rest of the speech, and people had come out of their offices, and they heard that these all these employees, wow. and I left it there, and I ran out of there, and I fucking felt like a million dollars. So I was like, called home, and I, I told Roseanne, I said, I fucking did it. I called my brother. And then I went straight across the street to the to the uh, capital of Iowa, there in Des Moines. I went right into the governor's office. Uh, Terry uh, Bradstad, he's uh, the ambassador to China now for Trump, Shit. but he was the governor. I said, "Hey, listen, man, this motherfucker is about to adopt his fourth child. You need to stop this right now." And he's like, "Are you fucking kidding me? That's a federal offense, Tom. You get the fuck out of here. I'm going to pretend you weren't here." And we had a big, and then I was like screaming. You know, how people walk into the, the <laughs> yeah. now like I was ahead of the game, and then uh, and then I'm like, "Well, fuck you." Then you <laughs> anyway. So, but uh, four days later, my brother called and goes, "There was a paperwork staff who." He did not adopt. He, so this guy, who's a Republican, hardcore Trump guy, backed me up and made sure this guy could not adopt a child. Right. That happened. So well, that's how real people take. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> like fuck you, no, <laughs> fuck it. This is the right the rotunda of the Capitol. Fuck you, no, fuck it. Anyway, so then I had my farm hands. I thought if I done everything I can, I thought wait a minute. So I had my farm hands go six blocks around Terry Wade's house. Uh, uh, kid high on every pole every side post and they did every other night for six weeks I put up a sign with his face his crimes and his address and his name wow. and, and did it six weeks in a row so everybody knew then I went on uh, TV I went on Oprah and they go uh, I, I'm not going to say the guy's name but let's call him right into camera Terry Williams <laughs> just begging that fucker to sue me and 30 more kids came forward and confronted him after that wow. including his own brother is this guy dead? I don't. I don't know. He's dead. Dead. Yeah. He's dead. His life is dead. His life is dead. But he. But he. But he might be alive. I don't know. Yeah, I fuck don't, him. But his. It's. Oh. But that's. That part of his life's over. Wow. Did you? This. This. It's. It's crazy because. I, but, but let me tell you something. Yeah. 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 And then when Jax turned four two years a year and a half ago. Dr. Drew said, you know, uh, with Jack Church 4, you're going to have issues. I said, no, I'm not. I dealt with that. I fucking went down and, and get this guy. But when he turned 4, sure enough. I looked at him. I go, holy shit. I was like that. Because when, you, when you're abused like that, you think, oh, it's so back in your mind. You're like, oh, I was a bad kid, though. They couldn't be the adults because right. I was a bad kid. I looked right. at him like, holy, it's just it's shocking. You blame yourself. Well, it's shocking that somebody would do that to a fucking child. Right. Like, Fuck. the child looks like that. You could you could pretend, well, I was some kind of monster. I'm weird. or And, and then you, you see it in your face. Did they believe you? Is that what it was, too? They didn't believe Did people not believe you? Or did well, you I didn't tell. Him? I mean, you don't tell. First of all, he's going to murder my dad. He lived across the street and he had a rifle. He 
just aim it when my dad would come home and say, I'm going to fucking kill everybody has guns there. And he'd aim it straight down and say, yeah, I'm going to kill your dad, your sister, your brother, my little sister, brother. Fuck. And so, you know, he was a, you know, he's a bad did you, guy. Did you see this documentary abducted in plain sight? Of course. And we were just talking about it. It's, it's yeah. like, but th- that, that's the kind of thing that to me, it's crazy that things go on forever and ever and people know. Okay, so like if 30 yeah. people came forward, people fucking knew that yeah. this guy was a weirdo and a perv and a fucking sicko, mm-hmm. but somehow, some way, these great manipulators convinced people that it, either it's not a big deal or it didn't really happen or it, it it's it's not to be talked about. Right. And it, that to me was the most, that documentary made me sick. I was watching it on a fucking airplane getting nauseous because I thought, this guy was able to, without giving anything away, because it's so fucking good, yeah. you should watch it, abducted in plain sight. But it's mm-hmm. also disturbing to think these parents of these children were so easily fucking manipulated. Right, think exactly. That this guy was like a friend, yeah. like a hero, like a buddy, a community right. leader. Like it, it grosses you out, but also it makes you think it's kind of like how cancer is in our society when you're like, oh God, you hear about cancer, but then you're like, it's not going to happen to me or my family. Right. And it's like, no, no, that shit fucking happens right. all the time. Right. That's so And fucked. I'll tell you something about trauma like that. And, and people don't see people, they see women coming forward 30 years later, like how the fuck does she... Let me tell you something. I for the last two years, I've been in trauma therapy since, since my son turned uh, four. Uh, and let me and you go in there and and you could smell the laundry in the backyard the day you were raped. The moment I could see the I could see the the, the curve of the the wood as I had my face slammed against the wall, and literally that moment is burned in your mind and then you want to get the fuck out of that room my goal was I'm in that room and every time I get into a fight or somebody has harassed me I touch on that moment like that's why I act out like bam that's where I act from I want to not react from that place right now because that's sensitive I know I got out of that room by the way he right. put this room behind the closet in the front I know I because I got out of there right so here I am so we slowly walked me out of there at least in the front porch where he has a gun threatening my family at least you know to the sunlight so I can react from there because I got out of that room and I need to get out of that room in my head that I didn't react from there. And that's what, you know, that's you trauma therapy. There's a lot of ways to do it, but you can't be locked in that moment. No. But you got to get, you got to feel it's shocking how your brain, yeah. you know, because brain's pretty powerful. Well, well, it's so funny. You, you could try to erase it with any kind of substance on the Oh my world, God, of course. But it won't work. But I'll tell you what I trauma, did. Trauma will stay there forever yeah, or something. But also what I what I did was split. I disassociated as a kid. You know, I, I also had that, you know, so it, it, it's been a problem occasionally as an adult. Yeah. Where as a kid, it saves your life. Because right. you're in the middle of this horrible thing and all of a sudden you're in another place. Right. And then alcohol, when you first drink it, you're like, Oh my God, I could, that takes me that place by just drinking this. Sure. I could be in this other world. And then you drugs, oh, this other world. And then it gets weird. And then it's like, it's confusing and you become, a, you're an addict probably in the beginning like I was. And then you, you know, you can see how you would abuse it. That's how people that have been abused because they disassociate to get out of that horrible pain. And then all of a sudden alcohol and drugs are like, oh, that's a freeway to that thing. That's a super trade. I'll just do that. Right. But it, and it's, you know, it's never dealing with the original. Never. And problem. also that thing is going to be there. So you have to just keep. 
You right. just keep working on it because it's never going to go away. Especially for me as a parent, I have to have worked on that. Yeah. And be the best parent I could be. And that but and I have to be sober and I have to, you know, so I, I it doesn't look like it because I'm fat, but this is this is the best I've ever been. So, you so know, I, I have a million you, other things I to do. I think you look fucking great. Every day, every day, you know, whatever I can learn. I'm taking a seminar on how to say no to my children. That's going to be... That, yeah, I feel like because you're... That makes me yes cry already about thinking about it. Yeah, no, I know you. You could say no to any fucking adult about anything. Well, for sure. Yeah, but for your kids... I get I their could, face, but no the way. kid... No way. Well, I'll tell you, you the last story. I had guys the day my wife moved out. We I had a, my group over to the house. Group, I have a group of sober guys. We were upstairs having our little support group and in the master suite area. And all of a sudden, my buddy's like, what's under the covers in the bed there? I go, oh, that's Jack's. They go, well, is he going to stay in here for the meeting? I go, hey, Jax, you got to go downstairs. He go, and he wouldn't do it. I go, well, I guess. They go, no, no, Tom, he's got, you got to make your son yeah. go downstairs. He I go, no, no. Well, it's been kind of rough around here. He goes, no, they go, they're all fathers. They go, Tom, you have to make it. I go, I don't know if I can. They go, he, that's, that's now you're a father. He will appreciate it. And I had, it was so hard. I had to go, Jax, I got to make you go. Leave. Oh, it was yeah. brutal. And they're looking at me like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> but 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 because you see it as a, a, a bonding experience that you're having with like well it's, it's no I just see it was hard I thought he I just like he's always around it's you love that he's there Ben will tell you they're in there rip it, you know it took a long time to go hey you guys can't destroy my stuff yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know I get to have stuff yeah and they're like oh okay but you, you know but you kind of don't so well but that is maybe going through so much with the yeah. stuff yeah, at the yeah, house yeah, I yeah. got to co- compensate yeah. You know, in my mind, right? But once it get all ironed out, I'm gonna we're gonna have some. If, if when he gets older, if he wants to go to a meeting and stuff like that, would you? Would you? Well, want fuck him to go? yes. Yeah. Was, yeah. He could do whatever he. Yeah. I, I want him to know my With life. You, I'm saying, does you if you, if you're like, do you? Did, like, oh my god, you? of course. That's a bit, yeah. My, like my dad they I can went. still sleep in the same bed with me their whole life. No, <laughs> I mean, here. Then I'm gonna report. I you. always was like. Yeah, my kids gonna have his bedroom because they have their own bedrooms. Yeah, and then because things started getting, you know, and I realized one day. Oh my God, we are sleeping because we're all sleeping together in the bed. Yeah, you know, and then she goes, and they both want to, they both want to sleep with me. We go through all this stuff. It seems weird, and then I end up on the side of my backwards, I bottom of the bed, and the kid, and I'm looking at my kids. I get up and I go, but this is the life. Look at those babies. It's a good fucking life. It's the best life. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's the best life. It's all worth it. It is. Yeah, all, all that I shit's mean, all worth it. Of course, you know, it's what an honor. Aren't you, but like, are you, and because this is your first two kids. Yes. Aren't you happy that you waited this long to have kids? Uh, well, I am happy that this is, I'm grateful. Yeah. I think there's, this proves there's a God. <laughs> this is <laughs> you your know. belief? Yeah. But this is, you know, yeah. Yeah. I, I, just think, I just think maybe it worked at the exact right time. It did. Like, it say, it say, did. Say when you were, say when you were younger. Oh my God. When I was 18, my girl, the meat packing plant, my 17 year old girlfriend said she was pregnant. I was like, here we go. 50 years here. That's it. And I was so crazy. Right. Because at the meat packing plant, like your life was this. In the plant, you get in a fight, you get in an argument, we'll settle it after work behind the union hall. Hell yeah. Fist fight. Okay. Everybody has to go buy a shot every night. Like, like it's a brutal yeah, fight and fight. Always. Oh, wait, let me tell you night. something. It's if you think I'm bad, like it's a brutal, you know, life. And that's how it was fun. It just drinking. You can't fight in the plant because your knives are so sharp. Oh, it would be murder. Each other. Oh, yeah. easily. Yeah. You but know, outside you gotta, you just gotta smack it out. And then when people are done, you could just go drink it away. Yeah. And I'll tell you something about guns. 
if you had a gun and I had my sticker knife, you couldn't get your gun out. You would be dead. I could it's just a little. The sticker is the most high paid person in a meatpacking plant. One little stick right here. That's all they do. It's a finesse job. They stick six thousand times. That's 6,000 deaths. You would be bleeding out. I'd reach over as you reach for your gun. You wouldn't know what happened. It'd be, it'd be on your neck like that. Yeah. And you'd be going, hey, Tom, oh. Were you a sticker? I'm dying. I stuck at the end. Man, you have to, that's the highest. I was just going to say, that's got to be the most important. It is. And Do your a lot life of accidents has to be so happen? Strong. What's that? Do accidents happen? The only accidents are when you miss the jugular and that blood stays in the hog. The only accidents are when it lives. That's if bad. That would be an accident. But I'll tell you what, they're surgeons, they're technicians. I'm looking at your neck really hard now. But <laughs> it's like when they said that they'd see your service came to my house and I'm so I'm telling them I'm super cool. And, and they came because I said I would wrestle Donald Trump because he's you know, first he's in the WWE Hall of Fame. So <laughs> I go, guys, come on, it's not like some guy. It's he's in he's bragging about how he wants to body slam somebody. I know him. He's been on my sports show. I've been to the Playboy Mansion with him. You know, he. I'll. You know, I'll do. I'll come to his event if he body slams me first. Then, if you know, and then they said the second thing you made a comment about next time Kathy won't be holding a fake head. Was that about Kathy Griffin? I was like, well, I did. I didn't tag it to her tweet, but I was. You know, somebody's giving me shit, and I was like, listen about the Kathy Griffin. I said we're not good friends, but I support her. They said, what do you think about that uh, picture with the head? I worked in a meatpacking plant on the kill floor. I don't like that. That's not my kind of humor. They said, are you going to show yeah. up at an event? And then what if you show up in Iowa and you see him? Will you, t- will you swing on him? I go, how the fuck? He's the president. I have this all the time. I go, he's the president. What are the odds I'm going to show up at an event and see him and swing on him? I go, if he swings on me, I'll swing on him. They said, another question. Read this off. If you show up and you're like in the head shaking line, Will you try to cut his head off? And I go, let me say you something. This is where they got, yeah, I, up till now, I, I go like this. They said, guys, I worked on the kill floor of meatpacking. This is where I'm trying to prove I'm not crazy, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I worked on the kill floor of meatpacking plant. First of all, you know I'd have to have, to cut his head off, I'd have the two knives and a bone saw. And then I'm also, you don't just cut a fucking dude's head off. You need another guy to turn him upside down by the by the angle. And, and I talked it through. And you can see there's two guys. There's one great big white guy and one black guy. The Secret Service guy is like this. And now, by now, I look psycho. And then you see me get angry. I'll show you this tape. And now I really look like a fucking psycho that might cut the president's head off. Because now I've said exactly how I do it. No, I would. You don't just cut a guy's head off. You have to yeah. take it. It's not that simple. There's yeah. a whole process. You yeah. Out there. I probably need another guy to turn him upside right. down. And Did they know that you were fucking around? Well, no, the, then I started to talk. To, no, I was, well, first of all, I was serious. Yeah, but I mean, did they know that you were mocking the they mocking the question? Well, of course were, yeah, they yeah. knew that in the beginning, but then right. I went too far because I tend to talk uh, yeah. too much, yeah. explaining why it would be <laughs> so hard to cut somebody's head off because it takes a long time. Yeah. You takes a little bit. You're you just get, explaining logistics. But also I felt bad about that that uh, journalist for the Washington Post. Uh, the yeah. guy who's, the, yeah, the, yeah. the Bozal had 17 guys attack him. Yeah. You know, and That's I know fucked. how brutal that is. Fuck. Because the truth is, I have cut a lot of heads off, not humans, but it is a brutal thing they did. Right. It's an it's a inhumane thing they did. Even at a meatpacking plant, I felt my humanity, eventually you become numb. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'll say this there are people that work there that are fucking sadistic. And you could tell the difference between. Your average guy that works there, and he knows his job, and he's 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 justified in his head because we're farmers. This is what we do. This we raise animals. This this is, and they're sadistic motherfuckers there, and we always get rid of them because they right. like it. Yeah, they enjoy. And it. you could tell it. That shit's gross. And we we get rid of them. Yeah. We I'll tell you that there's some fucking sadists there, and I can remember if, as they came in, they usually start livestock, and you can see something where they were fucking being cruel to the animals. 
you know, and people are like, well, you're going to kill him. You're going to shock him. You're going to, oh, no, no, no. no. Yeah. Humanely. And there, there's a thing to it. And even as, as Jews, we, we, we worship them because what they give to us, I know it doesn't make any sense if you, you know, now thinking back, but I'll tell you what, those sadistic fuckers, we, we, we had a way of getting rid of them. It was probably sadistic too. Did, did you take them out back? They horrible they, yeah. things. Yeah. <laughs> We'd I mean, Go, now there's it. a lot of things that we did because, you know, they had the blackface controversy. And I, and I thought about the blue balling we did the night before a guy got married where this will sound, this is where he chased him down the groom and we, he'd, he'd take his pants off and, and take it, pull his dick up. And you know that blue that, that he put on, on uh, meat to, yeah. to tag? Oh, yeah, we'd to take, tag. put it on his balls and it's permanent. <laughs> and it's just a really brutal thing because you have to tackle the guy. And be, that sometimes sh- he, never comes off? Well, I mean, mm-hmm. like maybe in a year, year or two. But I mean, and it was and he, he was usually fighting us, so it's like all over shit. And then he had to go to his wedding like that. But what the smart was to say, just do it to me. Yeah, there's also a lot of those guys. Let it go. But now that I think about it, that was probably some kind of sexual crime. Well, yeah, probably. probably. Yeah, that was. I mean, <laughs> plus, we did it in the you know in the. You yeah, know, but if was, you were on Hormel premises, you were fine. Well, you definitely were on Hormel <laughs> <Okay>. premises. <laughs> it was definitely a fucking crime. Oh my god, you should see their face and they get better. Like they're looking around, like you guys are. No, we're not doing anything. Like, oh my god, and then people start court, you know, block off the exit. <laughs> <laughs> you. I feel like I'm never gonna get a Hormel sponsor. By the way, I don't. There's a Hormel. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it doesn't fucking matter. Well, dude. Tom. Buddy, I love you. I love you, man. I don't know. It's just you and it's uh, it's wonderful. Well, I love you. And I, I, love you I want to thank you for coming. We're going to get back because it's ben, Ben's bedtime. So yeah, yeah. Get him yeah, up. it's good. All right. Let's get All right, out buddy. of here. Thank, thank you, you, brother. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. You were that creature in the ginger beard. Sturdy and ginger. Like vampires, the ginger gene is a curse. Gingers are beautiful. You owe me $5 for the whiskey and $75 for the horse. Gingers are hell no. This whiskey is excellent. Ginger. I like gingers.